This may not be what the creators intended, but like, it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black Donnelly's is pure gold, and you guys are wrong. Joey Ice Cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that Selfie belongs in the Criterion Collection. Is it working? Uh, <laughs> no, never, never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm... Oh, not I'm... a lesbian. What? I'm not a lesbian. Oh, I'm not a lesbian. And also, I'm some complicated feelings about somebody's father. Oh. And I'm Evan. You stole mine, Evan, because I was going to say... I won't fuck your father out of your system, and I'm Ronnie. I'm Andy, and I'm not a lesbian. If you can tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we watch television show- shows, television shows, shows on television, even which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering uh, Netflix's crashing. Before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Deliver me the bit. Put it in a box. Put it on my doorstep. What's the bit? Oh, that was very much. That was. Um, The bit is when you do a weekly podcast, sometimes you don't want to record. Sometimes you don't feel like doing... The thing and being the funny. And uh, I was thinking today, man, I got to come up with a bit. I got to do a bit. We're recording tonight. And uh, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to. I don't want to record and I don't want to have to do a bit. And uh, we're here recording, but I don't have a bit. So that's 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 the whole bit. You know, sometimes you, you have obligations to your co-host, so you got to show up and you got to intro the pod and you got to do the, the funny voice and the intro. But I don't want to do a bit, so we don't have one. How is this impacting uh, your your parasocial relationship with us, audience? How do you feel about this bit? Ronnie, play some ukulele for us. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this in tune. Hi, it's me. I'm um, 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 Lulu. Luke Lele. Um, and I wasn't prepared for Andy to not have a bit. Tell some truth songs. Let's tell a truth song. Andy already told their truth song. Andy, sing your truth song to the tune of this ukulele that I'm playing. That's, that's the bit. That feels like that would be a bit, and I don't want to do a bit, so no. That was a good truth song, Andy. No, don't turn that into a bit either. There is no bit. A little spoken word, you know, maybe a little more of like a Ben Folds kind of thing than anything else, but that's fine. Evan, what's your truth song? Um, Every day I go to work and think about how someday I won't have to do this anymore and I, uh, you know... Just count down the days till I can retire, even though I'm 31 years old. It's 
still very out of tune. Thank you for that wonderful truth song. Evan, Andy, did you want to take uh, just one more one more crack at, 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 at a deep truth that I can play the, play the ukulele well, you gotta to? you got to share your truth now, Ronnie. My truth song? Um, let me. My truth is that I'm still in between therapists. That appointment can't come soon enough. Really out of tune. These strings don't hold a tune very good at all. Um, I was about you. You just paused for a long time, and I, I was about to say, "You look like you've got some more truth in you waiting yeah, to come." Yeah, no, out. I got so much truth. I got so much <laughs> truth. I want to be mildly famous on TikTok, but I want to skip all of the content creation. And just move ahead to where people just comment, Daddy, please, sorry, Daddy, sorry, Daddy, on my thirst traps. <laughs> I liked Ronnie's truth songs. Thanks, Daddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Daddy, please, d- Daddy, please, please, Daddy. <laughs> um... That, that's a real life thing. I just want to skip ahead to where everyone compliments me <laughs> and make yeah, me feel I think, good about myself. I think myself. that's how literally everyone on TikTok feels. I think yeah. this is a universal feeling yeah. that you have. I, I appreciate being, uh, you know, you making sure I, I know that I'm not unique in this in this thought or feeling. Um, but yeah, no. Well, now it's, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm, just say, I'm just saying, I think this is a, you know, a relatable human emotion. Sure. Sure. That you're having and expressing with the with us. I think, because, but I don't want to approach it from the the perspective that I'm trying to become like, uh, a, a, a you know, a himbo, uh, TikTok icon. Um, I want to be like, hey, look at this fun piece of content that I'm making that's not in any way, uh, attractive or sexual, and you know, through that, people are like, oh, but it is, and I'd be like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> um too much truth the ukulele brings out such 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 truths um yeah. does that mean it's time for I the guess show it's time. that I we're feel talking like... about yeah, yeah. We're talking about the show now we're talking about the show about phoebe walker texas bridges over madison <laughs> county uh, all right. The, there was two episodes that we watched this time. Two whole episodes. Uh, I'm going to go get a beer. You you keep doing the recap. Okay, thanks, dear, right for back. your support. I support you. <laughs> um, last two episodes of this six-part show, which is, in fact, a mini-series, which I did not realize going into it. But anyway... Uh, there was a lot going on. You say that, but I feel like there's some big, like, prepping for season two vibes here. Um, there was, uh, certainly a cliffhanger sort of, well, at least a non-resolution sort of ending. We'll talk more about that. I don't, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. I just feel like, I I think that you are, you're selling yourself a little short, because it certainly seems like, ooh, we're not getting picked up. It was a mini series the whole time kind of situation. I think I think you're 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 on your your right track in this one. All right, thanks Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Thanks for for believing in me. Uh so in episode 5, uh they're all getting evicted 
because the hospital's going to get torn down. I'm not quite sure what the point was of having people live in it if it's going to be torn down. I don't know how guardianships work, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, this It seems like you would have a guardianship for a place that you're going to, at some point in the future, like, rehabilitate, but I don't know. I don't know how uh, how England works this and their zoning laws and stuff. Rehabilitate a hospital so, in this economy? Well, but sure, but you could make it into something else. Sure. You could make it into no. a... Y'all ready for this Foley? Mm, yeah. Crispy. Rip um, it and rip it. <laughs> so everybody's kind of having, a, in addition to their normal human crises, they're having a crisis about having to like move out and figure out where to live. You will recall from last episode, uh, episode four, that Kate... In, in the very last seconds of episode four, uh, sort of drunkenly admitted that she's pretending to be in love with Anthony and pretending to be happy, and she's, like, not, not really, uh, you know, wholeheartedly into this relationship. Well, in episode five, when they wake up, she clearly remembers having said this, and it is kind of telegraphed to the audience, audience that she remembers it. But she's pretending not to remember having said it so as not to have to confront this thing that she said and Antony is not bringing it up out of fear and uncertainty and not wanting to have to sort of speak this into reality so uh, also Lulu and Sam banged at the end of the previous episode and Antony did not want Sam and Lulu to bang, so they're kind of, like, trying to keep it from him. There's some awkward moments caused by Lulu and Sam trying to hide from Antony the fact that they have had sex, and for some reason, as a distraction, one of them blurts out that, uh, Kate is pregnant, which she is not, that was fully a lie. Um, meanwhile, Will, Fred's boyfriend, asks Fred to move in with him. Will is the uh, sort of charming, fun, high emotional intelligence guy that Fred has been dating that Sam is very jealous of. Uh, Will has confronted Sam a few times about how he treats Fred. And so, like, they they have this weird tension between them. So uh, Will asks Fred to move in with him, and Fred asks... Sam, if he can move in with him before Will asks him. So Fred is now in this weird position where he kind of wants to move in with his boyfriend, Will, but he's not sure if he's like ready and that they're at their that stage in their relationship. And he kind of wants to live with his friend Sam, but also Sam has been generally kind of weird around him and about his relationship. So um Sam has learned that Will, Fred's boyfriend, works at this, like, mental health crisis hotline place, and he, like, doesn't quite believe him, and is also just generally kind of an obnoxious dick, and so he starts calling the, like, crisis hotline multiple times to try to, like, get Will in sort of an attempt to prove that he doesn't really work at a crisis center and he's not really that good of a dude. But Sam does ultimately get Will on the phone 
And uh, because Will is just this incredibly charming, high emotional intelligence dude, he like sort of manipulates Sam into opening up about his actual feelings on the phone. And then he further confronts Sam about his actual feelings in person uh, at the the hospital later. Because he, I mean, Will obviously knew it was Sam calling the, the crisis hotline. And uh, he, he calls him out about it. Uh, and Will is very sure that Sam is gay and is, like, coping with it by being annoying and a playboy. And he's in love with Fred. So, uh, Will kind of manipulates Sam into kissing him, uh, and then Sam runs and tells Fred that Will kissed him. Fred and Will break up. Um, Antony confronts Kate, and they break up, and, um, oh, uh, this is also the episode where Melody and Colin have this weird encounter about um all of melody's other paintings which are like a man with a similar appearance and body type to colin and colin confronts her about being from his perspective one in a long line of collins and he's very uncomfortable about this and after he like sort of gets to the bottom of this like obsession she has with Colin and people who look like him. It's apparently because he looks like her father, which is weird. So everybody's kind of broken up at at the end of episode five. Episode six. Kate goes to lunch with Fred and a friend from her work. And the friend from her work tries to get her to confront her feelings and stuff but in, like, a weird, uh, uh, like, crass kind of a way. Uh, so, like, she's trying, this friend from work is trying to, like, comfort both of them, but is also, like, just kind of being insufferable. Uh, and this friend from work kisses Kate on the mouth, and in a hilarious sitcom situation, Lulu and Antony walk by right that second, uh, Antony becomes briefly convinced from this encounter that Kate is a lesbian. Uh, he sort of forces uh, Lulu to confront her feelings about him. He like asks her point blank if she's in love with him because they joke about it a lot, but uh, he, he wants to actually know. Uh, she says she is. They have sex. Um, Colin makes up with Melody and is, like, posing in her window for another painting, and she leaves the room to harass Sam and comes back. And uh, Colin is on the ground outside the window, and Melody is momentarily, like, well, not momentarily. For a portion of the the episode, she's convinced that he, like, attempted suicide. But uh, in the hospital, it turns out he just, like, accidentally fell out the window because it's a, like, decrepit old hospital. Colin's ex-wife comes to the hospital to see him, 
Melody and Colin's ex-wife have uh, a, a kind of uh, a, a reckoning, I guess. Uh, Sam accompanies uh, Melody and Colin to the hospital, and because he's obnoxious and, like, is desperate for attention from Fred, he calls Fred and, uh, like, leaves a vague voicemail saying that he's at the hospital. Fred rushes to the hospital because he's convinced that Sam is, like, injured or ill or something. And Sam is fine. He was just at the hospital accompanying Melody and Colin. Uh, Fred gets very upset about this, and then he faints because he's diabetic, I think, and he, like, hadn't eaten all day, and he's, he's fine. It turns out he's fine, but he has to be admitted to the hospital because he, like, fainted abruptly in the waiting room. Uh, like, while... Fred is kind of semi-conscious. Sam kisses him. And, uh, then later in, like, the next day in the, the hospital that they live in, not the hospital that's actually functional, uh, it's, like, sort of implied that they're kind of in a sort of relationship, maybe. Um... That same morning, which is also the morning after uh, Antony and Lulu have sex, uh, Antony goes to Lulu and is like, oh, hey, uh, Kate said she wants to get back together. Should I get back together with Kate? And Lulu's like, yeah, for sure, definitely you should. Uh, and then Kate confronts them in the kitchen. Uh, basically, the the last line of the show, and it ends on just like a very like non-ending is she, like, comes into the kitchen and she, like, grabs some mugs and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm not fucking stupid. And it just, like, ends with her, like, a frame of her and that's it. So, yeah, that's the whole show. That's it. That's it. Talk about your non-endings. Um, yeah. Uh, but on this this show is ending pending, so there's got to be endings. Mm -hmm. The show ended one way or the other. And you know I gotta ask about it. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. These two episodes uh, of uh, Netflix's Crashing, did they work for you? <sighs> I was gonna say no. And then when I walked down the steps to get that beer, I was like, oh, maybe the Crashing in the title wasn't about these weirdos like crashing at this hospital like you know like you crash at a friend's apartment maybe the crashing was the like relationship crashing and the confrontation at the very end like that last line of dialogue maybe that was the crash and then I was like maybe it did work so I don't know. I <laughs> maybe I like did I enjoy watching these two episodes kind of but then they also did a bunch of things that I didn't like and I thought the ending sucked. But then now maybe I think maybe the ending was good actually. I don't I don't know. 
you and Evan got to convince me one way or the other. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hey, Evan, we watched two episodes of uh, Netflix is crashing. Uh, did they work for you? I also have complicated feelings uh, about these episodes. I am going to come down on the side of no, but I I will say that I think there's a lot there that has some merit that I sort of, uh, you know, was interested in. Um, but I do think like, like stories need some kind of closure. Like they need to, they need to say something. They need to take you somewhere. Um, so I, I just don't, I, I think I see what they were doing with the ending, but I don't think I liked it. So I'm going to say no. But I have a lot to say about it. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Are we doing the thing, dear? Oh, I forgot we did a thing. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did. The. Show. That. We. Farted. (laughs) (laughs) While. Not. Not. (laughs) Watching. Work. In. Your. But. (laughs) I do not know why that tickles me so much, but that is. That is it's a great bit. Y'all y'all are doing amazing. I, I don't I don't know why we started doing this and I don't know when I finally understood how this type of um <laughs> how this type of game works, but I think I've got it now. Yeah. I think it's I'm hard, it's hard I'm when, it's, when it's it. only a two person uh roundabout. Usually you get a little bit more in there, but you're you're nailing it, Evan. You're you're great. <laughs> Thank you're, you're playing in the space very well and and yeah. no matter what, whatever Andy says, I'm unprepared and and I love it. Um, Sometimes everything it has, it has on at least three occasions just been farts. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's great. <laughs> farts are funny. Farts are Sometimes funny. everything is bad, and you just gotta you just gotta grab the little pieces of fart humor that brings you joy. You farted so loud last night that it woke me up, and I didn't think it was funny. Oh, I <laughs> didn't know that that happened. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that on mic. Yeah. <laughs> Farts are funny. I thought. I no, thought you said farts no, are funny. That, that isn't funny. Evan, why you are you weaponizing farts against us? You can have this back now. I don't deserve it. <laughs> no, I, I love you. Okay, I love you, even though you fart on me in our bed. Are you? What do you? Is that a physical thing you're giving Evan back? Or yeah, I gave Evan back the engagement ring because oh, I don't deserve it. Gosh, that's. Intense. I thought it was maybe a mug that said like zero days without waking you up with a fart or something like that. Um, this show did not work. These episodes did not work for me. Um, I, I agree that there were some things that like I enjoyed. There were some things that were like uh, bright spots, but those were like bright spots amongst these episodes that were just kind of at at worst 
or at best outside of those bright spots at best, they were, you know, kind of incoherent and a little too sitcom-y and at worst they were just boring and nothing. So, but let's get into it. Uh, these two episodes of, of crashing, uh, what worked about them? Um, I liked the character of Will. And again, as I've said about several other characters on this show, I don't really want to hang out with Will, but I do think they really captured how someone can be like extremely charming and also very smart and uh, like just just be great with people and a good communicator and also be kind of scummy and manipulative because in earlier episodes with will he gave me a weird vibe Mm -hmm. and there was nothing really in the dialogue or in his like behavior that uh like overtly came off as scummy so I thought that I was just, like, reading the situation wrong. I-, I thought, like, hmm, I guess Will is just, like, a really sweet, nice guy. And it's just really charming. I don't know why I'm getting this, like, vibe, like, he's he's kind of scummy off him. But, like, in this episode with the, uh, like, mental health crisis hotline and him confronting Sam, it, it was made explicit in the text of the show that uh he has all he ticks all of the boxes for like being a good person but really isn't a good good person if that makes sense he's he he is doing all of the things for kind of the wrong reasons and is kind of insincere in spite of being like really emotionally intelligent and understanding how people are and like how to speak to people he's like using this to manipulate people there's a scene i think uh what you might be like uh referencing or or whether consciously or subconsciously evan there's a scene when um he's making dinner earlier with it's just sam and fred and fred is kind of like listing off will's accolades of like oh he's with this firm and he does this and he does this and will kinds of turn around and goes like and what else and it's kind of like giving will a hard or giving fred a hard time for not listing like all of his accolades um Mm -hmm. where it very much is like oh this is a little bit of like a narcissistic situation this is he is he's surrounding himself with people who can like make himself feel and look better um yeah. which is you know really i mean the, the note hits the note on hits hits the note on the hits the nail on the head at the end when he is kind of drops the, like do you know who i am do you know how great i am um mm-hmm. which yeah they they had seeded yeah. that I, but it was to he, to be fair he was right about everything he said about yeah. these shitty people Except yeah. for the classism. Yeah. 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 So, and like, he, that is, he's a very complicated character because these people are assholes and have been treating him like shit. And he was right about Sam? Yeah. He was right about Sam. He, he was. was right about everything he said about Sam. 100%. So, like, 
yeah, he like kind of reveals that he has these like shitty classics classist views, which I'm not saying is okay. But also, these people do fucking suck and they are assholes. Mm-hmm. And it like he was extremely correct and communicated extremely well all of his like beef with Sam in prior episodes. He called Sam out on his behavior, like mistreating uh, Fred. He, he was right that all yep. of the stuff he was doing to Fred was not good. Did you say something, Ronnie? No, I was just agreeing. Yep, he did that. Mm. And um, like it is, it is genuinely good of him to, I assume, donate his time to this mental health like crisis, but because like. Clearly, he was, like, able to get really deep into Sam's psyche when Sam was, like, not really interested in or willing to open up to him. So, like, the dude clearly, like, is extremely good at understanding people and extremely good at communicating with people. But, uh, yeah, he said he said some... some real rude stuff and he said something in the the confrontation scene about um like wanting fred to be his little wife or something like that yeah which i felt was like like very um it was at least as bad as the sort of manipulation that Sam was doing to Fred. It was an extremely different kind of manipulation. But yeah, that's fair. He, um, it was clear that Will saw Fred as an accessory to his awesomeness and not as, like, a whole person and a partner. Um, so, yeah. Com- good, complicated character. And the actor did an excellent job. I feel yeah. like, because like yeah. I said, even that scene you pointed out, Ronnie, where he was like, oh, and tell him what else I do. Uh, I I felt like that could pass as humor. Um, yeah. It wasn't. And we know now, like we, we got sort of a weird vibe that it wasn't. And we know now after that, like outburst that he it was his real sentiment that he was expressing. But it it read in the scene like something that was written to be funny and not necessarily as something that was like a huge character red flag. Mm-hmm. But I was 100% on his team through this whole kerfluffle until that like unhinged outburst, mm-hmm. which does mm-hmm. like leave me with complicated feelings because. Like, yeah, these people do suck. Mm -hmm. They do. And having an outburst and telling them that they suck and they're assholes is fine. But the, the, like, wife comment you mentioned and the, again, the classist shit, not, not okay. But, like, these people are on par with the, like, Patty's Pub crew. From Always Sunny, like levels of shit. Maybe not quite that bad, but they're pretty. They're they're not the sort of people you would want to hang okay. out with. They're on par with seasons one and two <laughs> of the Patty's Pub Crew from Always Sunny. Sure, I yeah. feel like yeah. the Patty's Pub Crew is like a surrealist take on this group of people. Yeah, 
Um, Ronnie, yeah, what you got? My my other moment was my, one of my big moments was also from this interaction where um, Sam kind of like sincerely um, is like not really confronting, but kind of like questioning Will about like why why do you think I'm gay? Like he, he's he's like trying to get like closure from him on this conversation that they had had earlier in the day he feels very uncomfortable with it um you could tell that he is questioning a lot of things um that which then results in will kissing or sam kissing will um and which like we've talked about these are shitty people and sam is like we know sam is just like total dirtbag um and like it, the way that this could have gone is very much like Oop, now Will and Sam have a secret thing that Sam won't share because he doesn't want people thinking that he's gay. But they subvert that by like imme- like it's it's a hard cut from the kiss to Sam running out in the living room saying like he kissed me he kissed me he's not he's not as into you as you as he says he is um, that like wh- again it's manipulative and it's not like it. it it's very uh conflicting but like the idea that he was just doing this so that as he would claim so that he could like show fred will's true colors so that he could like be um he he's just doing it to help fred um mm-hmm. i i liked i liked that moment which could have been like like the rest of the show just a big like crashing mess that sam chose to like be you know yeah i kissed him but i did it for fred who i am in love with uh it's mm-hmm, not because i'm gay um yeah I, I just i thought that was like a very like semi unexpected funny and also like it it, it made sense uh more so than if they just decided to make it like a total train wreck situation I also, like, I think that I, like, I think I know what they were going for with the ending, and, like, it might have been the this miniseries version of sequel bait, or I, I don't know how the play that this is based on ends, but it certainly, throughout this show, didn't feel like any of these people were going to get any kind of like closure or like resolution on their feelings and their complicated relationships with one another. And I do feel like that was reflected in the ending. Like it's clear that Anthony and Kate have like kind of a dysfunctional repressive relationship where they don't, uh, you know, they, they aren't really vulnerable with each other and they aren't really fully honest with each other. It's clear that, uh, like there's something going on between Antony and Lulu and it's clear that like there's the, the relationship between Melody and Colin is extremely complicated and sort of uncomfortable. And 
while there was certainly a sort of rising action in the last two episodes, um, it, it really didn't feel like any of this was going to come to a satisfactory conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I guess what they were saying is that, like, human relationships are complicated and they, like, human relationships do not conclude and end and then are permanently resolved. Which I think is a valid position from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. Um, but I think, the, and the reason, I don't, I don't want to, like, segue into didn't likes yet, but... yeah. I did not really like that ending, and I think part of the reason that we like stories as opposed to real life is that stories uh, do give us some emotional satisfaction, and they do feel like they are over when they're over, whereas like we know that real life isn't like that. Or at least they give us some cohesion. Like I, That's what I felt like I was missing from this. Like yeah, I mean, yes. And, and again, I'm 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 gonna touch on this because I want to respond, but not get deep into like didn't work yet. Um, mm-hmm. Most stories are about like relationships are more complicated than they appear. Like most most stories mm-hmm. written for grownups, that is like at the crux of it. But like, why? Like, if this show was about the things we say and don't say, and and lie and and tell the truth and say things that we don't really mean, but like, and what happens because of that in our relationships, that's fine. And there were lots of ways that this show could have gone there, but it didn't say anything about that. It didn't, it didn't like make a conclusion because it just couldn't conclude anything. Um, to your point, like it needs to wrap up to some degree so that you can have a tone of voice in this piece. And that just, there wasn't, there wasn't that wrap up. So like whatever cohesive element was running throughout all these relationships never tied up because they never tied it up. Um, Can I talk about a complicated positive I have? Yeah. Sure. I think all of our positives have been kind of complicated. <sighs> the moment where Fred calls Sam his tiny prince is beautiful and perfect, and I love it. However, I don't like the trope of homophobe was secretly gay all along. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, an incredibly harmful stereotype, and it is used frequently in real life to diminish the harm and hatred of homophobes who hate queer people for a multitude of reasons, mostly wrapped up in like colonial Puritan standards and like the juggernaut that is Christianity. And I don't like seeing that stereotype on screen however on the reverse flip side of that sam in a lot of ways i think is the sort of like messy train wreck 
representation that like I do want to see from queer characters. I wish it wasn't like wrapped up in this like other harmful stereotype, but like I am tired of kind of like this perfect desexualized like sterile plastic queer that we get a lot for gay men where like gay men aren't allowed to be sexual. They're not allowed to be messy. Like they have to be safe and packaged because male sexuality and specifically like queer male sexuality is threatening and considered like not safe. Um, you know, it's shitty that lesbians are considered safe because they titillate males, which, you know, is its own separate problem. Mm -hmm. But, like, Sam is sexual. Sam is messy. Sam is not safe. And it was cool seeing him have, like, this cute queer ending with Fred. It... I just wish it didn't also happen to be the, like, classic, shitty, the homophobe is secretly wrestling with his queer feelings thing. Yeah. But I am here for fucky, messy, sexual, kind of dirty gays. Real train wreck weirdos. Yeah. yeah. It, it brings up. And, I, and again, I don't want to weave in too much of this, but I'm responding. That brings up like yeah, yeah. one of my big problems with this, where it's like the show is it it plays so much in in queer spaces with Will and Fred and Fred and Sam, and even like the bit at the end, which like is a small part, but ends up being like a huge crux of the plot line of like Kate questioning as to whether or not she's a lesbian. Um, it plays in these spaces and it is so clearly not like from the perspective of or aimed at queer folks like it is this yeah. this this is a queer storyline not even sanitized down like you said like it is messy it's like there there are elements of that but it's just like it's just written by heterosexual people for heterosexual people um and, and, and like the Sam and Fred and, and Will stuff is all like, you know, their your mileage with that may vary, but like for some reason that like, oh, she's a lesbian. I should have known. Like that makes so much sense now. Like at the end was just kind of like, this is this is a sitcom, and this is like a very tired trope of like you think that I'm gay, so your perspective of me changes now. And and you're cool with cheating on me now, right? Right. It's just it's yeah. it's not our 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 relationship is ended because there's the secret that you had or something like that. Like it is just like a boring, tropey idea that can only come out of the mind of somebody who's heterosexual and and who or at least like who writes and views things from a heterosexual lens. Um, if it was just that one thing, that'd have been fine. But the show played so heavily in those dynamics, um, and that it just it that that 
that was kind of the, the thing that broke the shelf sort of thing. And it, it just made me feel very uncomfortable about that whole element, which is a large element of the show. So what else worked? I I know I just kind of talked about Sam, but I liked Sam. Sam is good. Like, I mean, Sam a, is not he's, good. But. He's a yeah. fucking disaster. But the actor is really funny and charming. Mm-hmm. And like, even though he is doing these f- like fucking heinous shit, like when he knows he's being kind of naughty, he like, looks down like he's sad and then he looks up with this like cat ate the canary grin mm. and I'm like oh Sam oh you, you fucking scamp and uh it it works for me um he, he is a large part of why this uh this show almost worked for me is Sam is great um I think this show is very competently written and also very competently acted mm-hmm. in general. I do like I'm I, I I guess I can't say that because like I've arrived at this conclusion that it didn't work for me, but like there are there are parts, especially in dialogue, uh that I f- feel like do such a good job of conveying such a complex idea. Like the thing I said about Will, like the writing for that character, like packed so much into the the fairly few interactions we had with this character. And like all of Sam's stuff packed so much character complexity into like the the few episodes. It was only six episodes. So like, I I feel like the writing is really uniquely good at making characters feel complex and conveying their complexity to the audience. Um, and I also feel like that would not have worked if the actors hadn't done such a good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's things about the sort of overall story arc and like the overall sort of narrative structure that didn't work for me, but like the individual characters were really well written. I think and I want to Melody- piggyback off that. Oh no, you go, Ronnie. I was gonna, I was gonna say Melody and Kyle. Like we haven't talked about them very much, but like Melody continues to be like really complex and like like there's an there was an element to Melody before where like. She was kind of like weird, but she had it together where it's like this episode is like, ooh, she's she's got some things that she needs to work through, just like everybody else in this uh, hospital, um, it, which like, again, added a little bit of that cohesion. Um, and and Colin was was just Colin and Colin continued to be like voice of reason that no one listened to. Um, and. I appreciated that, like you said, and very well acted, very uh, well written, really, really big fans of that. There were two moments with Melody that I thought really stood out. Uh, The first one was at the very end of the episode when they're talking about where to go. And she says, what about Paris? I've always wanted to visit France. (laughs) And I thought that was fucking hilarious. 
and her moment with Sam. Yeah. Where Sam, like, hits on her, and she, like, has been so good at, like, reading people and knowing what their deal is, and she, like, super aggressively, like, flirts back and comes onto him in a way that, like, kind of snaps him back to reality. And she's, like, mounting him, and she's got, like, a cigarette, and uh, it was it was a good scene. Yeah, it she's was not even really flirting powerful. with him. She's, like, extremely sexually aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, like, gets Cannot scared. handle it. Yeah. yeah, he, like, he, Gay he panic. Like, starts sort of, like, whimpering a little bit, and uh, then she, like, belittles him for, uh, like not knowing how to respond to the situation and he like begs for mercy and she leaves him alone. That was a good scene. I also, um, I also actually liked her interaction in the hospital with Colin's ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife because I expected the, the ex-wife to be very bristly about this situation and to be like, because due to a a series of uh uh comedy beat reasons uh melody ends up at the hospital in this like weird little skimpy like nurse costume like th- this you know role play nurse costume and the ex-wife comes into Colin's room and she's like are you the nurse and melody's like yeah and she's like, well, I guess it's good for morale. So, like, the ex-wife is... Th- they then go on to have more interactions that are just, like, sort of subvert expectations. And it makes it clear that, like, oh, th- this ex-wife is, like, a whole developed person, too. She's not just, like, this distant sort of villain that has been, you know, Colin's motivation for the whole series like she's you know she's just kind of a regular person who also has a sense of humor and who's also dealing with some things going through this divorce so i thought that was good do you want to talk about bad stuff now anybody have more good stuff i I have no more good stuff i was gonna say i feel like we've exhausted most of the good stuff um and we haven't really mentioned any of the characters that we are forced to spend like 60 percent of our time with yeah which is telling yeah uh antony's boring antony there's just he's not a character he's 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 like a average dude that the show really wants us to believe is like extremely desirable and extremely a dreamboat and like has all this good stuff going for him and he's not like i don't know if this is like a british thing like maybe he's really hot in 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 the uk like I don't I don't quite understand Ed Sheeran either, but like that's a thing <laughs> for some reason. I'm wondering if it's something like that, but he's just not anything. Like not not that he's ugly, but he's not like something so pretty to look at that they don't have to develop him as an actual character. Um and he's just also sucks. And also Kate like sucks. And also Lulu really sucks and like not in fun ways lulu's I, very annoying 
I do want to say to your point about Anthony, because while Kate sucks, I can understand the kind of horror film aspect of following a really conventional average woman who is significantly better than the heterosexual guy she is with, who treats her like fucking garbage and can't sexually fulfill her. And she decides the solution is to marry him. I can get that in like a horror movie esque wow, this is way too real aspect. Mm -hmm. The problem though is this is a comedy. Yeah. And uh not a horror movie. And who's uh, who's the but my who's the horror villain here? Is Anthony or Kate? I think it's Anthony because while okay. Kate does act like bonkers and make terrible decisions and is full on like manipulating and full on like yeah she's she's remarkably insecure and she's a liar and she she is like gaslighty but at the end of the day i do think she is right about it though like anthony does have feelings for kate or for lulu and is lying about it and like kisses her multiple times and lies about it. And like Kate kind of going mad about it and doing more and more irrational stuff because Anthony just keeps lying to her about it does make kind of sense. Like I do kind of at least empathize with her. I don't empathize for with Anthony at all because ultimately in my mind, this is all his goddamn fault. And, like, Kate at the end kind of villainous being, like, I'm not fucking stupid. Like, yeah, grab a knife. Go carry. Let's do it. Like, start exploding people, baby. Make this red prom. Yeah. I don't know that uh, Antony is, like, a villain in any capacity. Partly because... Uh, He's so uninteresting. Well, he is. And also, like, <laughs> it's clear that Kate won't like express her needs to him in any meaningful way. Um, and I like, I, I do think on some level, to some extent, he like cares about her and like wants her to be happy, but he doesn't know how to make her happy. And she is not willing to like work with him on that. You know, um, they're wrong for each other, I think is the end of the, and I, but like, we knew that, like this, the story told us that, um, so, but yeah, they, they both are, um, they both are pretty boring. I think they're, they're, they're boring. They're, the they're boring. And it's just like, they have gotten into the habit of just like, I just tell my, my partner half truths. Because it's easier that way. And like once you get into a cycle of that, there's no like without like counseling or like a real intense like DTR, there's no way to get out of it. And so they're just like spiraling down. But they're like it, it is it is to, to your point, Andy, it's a horror film about it being like a little too real of like, well, we're just going to get engaged because I guess that's what we're going to do. And then when all of this shit hits the fan, Kate says, I don't want to live with you like this anymore. We should buy a house instead of 
living in the hospital. It's just like it, it's 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 what you said earlier, Evan. It's like it's a little too close to like just real life, which is like interesting if I'm interested in the characters at all. And I'm just not. And I'm just not. Anthony is 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 just nothing. And he's an asshole, assuming like the entire like the whole intro to episode six is where he's like, do you love me to Lulu? Like, do you love me? Do you like think about me when when you uh, give a, a fanny gallop, which I had to like, go back a couple times to get that terminology. Things in the UK are so uh, whimsical. Um, well, fanny means vagina. I know. But I know. So. But like you just like calling uh masturbating a fanny gallop is just that's just fun that's just you know uh everything's so wholesome um <laughs> sure yeah over on turf island everything's great. <laughs> oh no yeah i guess that's true um this is not to say that there are not turfs here there sure are plenty sure but boy, are. they're having a moment in the uk right now um all of that like seemed to me like Lulu, you still love me, right? Like, as long as you love me, then I can, like, fuck around and not really give a shit about what's happening with Kate over here. Because, like, I've got two people, like, that are really into me because I'm so desirable, aren't I? Um, But, like, when when Lulu's like, no, I don't love you, whether or not, like, she means it or not, because the show is like, I still can't, like, figure out what's right and what's wrong there. Um he's when he finds out like no i she doesn't love him then he's like oh now i really have to figure things out with kate because i don't have you hanging on me to like default back to as my fallback mm-hmm. um it was just shitty and 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 uh, it, i i Again, I would be more interested if i was interested in them and the show didn't really give me any reason to be interested and i found lulu just real annoying these last couple episodes so that didn't help lulu lying to anthony about kate being a lesbian because she sees kate's reaction to the kiss and knows that it's not a thing is like so shitty and I was like, oh, this is, like, they're they're the baddies, they're the villains, and this is about, like, them getting together, like, that's the point of this show. And then, <laughs> Anthony, like, being told, like, hey, Kate's looking for you, and he decides to, like, fuck Lulu, and I was like, yeah, like, this is, that's what this show is about. This show is about, like, this dude you know, theoretically giving up what is ostensibly, like, the good or right relationship for, like, a train wreck one. But then the moment of him being like, hey, Lulu, Kate's not a lesbian and she doesn't want to break up, and, like, let's not tell her that we fucked and I cheated on her again, is, like... God damn, what is the point? Like, what was this show about? And it's it's just remarkably frustrating yeah. to watch these terrible people make, like, 
constantly bad decisions and kind of like bounce back and forth like what their motivations are is incomprehensible that, yeah that's that's the thing um like it it doesn't seem like they're making i i was gonna say logical decisions but that that's not fair because like i don't care if characters make logical decisions right. i care if they make consistent decisions that make sense to the character and it's impossible to know because I don't know anything about Anthony. Anything that we know about Anthony and Lulu is so inconsistent because all, which would be, which again, would be a, an element of the show if it like capitalized on the fact of like, they just lie to each other constantly and they can't tell each other the truth or they're constantly like just kidding or, or something like that. But like, while that is like a huge part of the show, the show doesn't say anything about that. Like that does not become the the like the motivator or like there's there's no like awareness of all the characters that like this is what they're doing. And it just doesn't it it leads you to be like, I don't I don't know if I mean, based on what the show has told me, I think I have a pretty good idea. I don't know if Lulu is in love with. With uh, with Anthony, I don't know if Anthony loves Kate or if Kate loves Anthony because the characters themselves don't know, and they they there's no audience surrogate there for them to like come clean to, and it just leaves me like incredibly frustrating. Of like, what? Who are the? I like, I'm watching your show. I'm here. I'm a captive audience. Tell me who these characters are. Tell me who they are and maybe I'll give a shit, but you didn't. And so I don't. Ah, I also uh, don't like that. And this wasn't like fully gotten into, but uh, I think Sam is bad for Fred in spite of like, like clearly Sam is in love with Fred, but uh, Fred is just like a good dude who uh you know is kind of sensitive and like needs some emotional support and uh sam is bad for him in spite of like you know being desperate for his affection so uh i don't think they should be together now granted i understand that like people wind up in relationships that are bad <laughs> for them all the time uh main characters of the show being the case in point um i just didn't i just didn't like it i didn't like that um i do like the presumption that at the end based on like how sam has like really fought hard for fred and like done things for fred that he's not seen him do for anyone else fred has taken back a little bit of agency and fred feels a little bit more confident um that is like very well played out because fred has been so underconfident and so squirrely the entire time that now like calling Sam his little prince and like calling Sam babe and like like to Sham Sam's like horror like whether or not they end up together whether or not it's a good relationship I I feel like say uh Fred comes out of this a little bit better off um because he you know has this confidence he he can you know uh hopefully we'll not actually enter a relationship with Sam and maybe play Sam the same way that Sam has played Fred. Now that he knows that Sam has this, like, you know, 
stuff to figure out. Um, kind of the power dynamic flip there, Ronnie. I agree. Yeah. It was it was interesting and it was fun. Right. At which which like I I I don't want a headcan and it's not even a headcanon. But it's like sometimes we watch these shows and it's like, this is the story that you're kind of telling me. You're telling me about this story. I would rather watch that story. I feel like the story is, for most of the characters, starts the second this show ends. Like, that's that's what I want to see. Like, a story about two friends from a long time ago that fucked and the guy cheated on his his fiance and she's kind of like knows but she's not going to like just go away quietly and this like back and forth with Sam and Fred like i would like to see more of that but i i leading up to it i'm not interested in because there's no story here for most of it um or it's the same story done over and over again for six episodes straight more talking about um anthony than sam and fred but um yeah i don't i i agree i think the writing is sharp in dialogue but overall plot wise i think it definitely leaves something to be desired i think the thesis statement of this show is Sooner or later, everybody fucks everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Sure seems that way. Yeah, yeah. Except Colin. Except Colin and Melody. Much to... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When when, when, um, Colin's wife asks or whatever, like, are are you sleeping with him? And they both go, no. But Melanie goes, no, unfortunately. (laughs) It was just, it it was very good. The wife asking, are you okay? And Colin going, no. Oh, she says, should I be worried about you? And he says, yes. That was very fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big uh, relatable. I'm yeah. worried about Colin. Yeah. If anyone asks if they should be worried about me, the answer is yes. Be worried about me. <laughs> be thinking about me. Check it on me. Ask me if I'm okay. Um, yeah, that was fun. I, I, I come back and I think about like... In a, like in a stage play, does this work? Things work differently on the stage. I think some of this that we had a problem with does work. Um, I think it comes down to directing more than it does to writing. Like even Kate's line at the very end of like, "Do you think I'm like I'm not fucking stupid?" Like that was played in such a way where like something was going to come after that, whether it be action, whether it be more dialogue, something was going to be come after that. I much rather would have seen the line read come across as just like, that's, that's like her exit note. Like that's whatever is happening. That's when she's just like, and I'm not fucking stupid. What not, not her like walking out, but just like her continuing about her life. Like that's, that's the theater. That's, that's what you want to see is like, you know, a mic drop like that. Not necessarily like, Ooh, but wait until you see Crashing 2 coming to a stage near you. No. Um, I, I think that the direction in this show was terrible. Um, if we are to assume that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's um, script was actually good. Which we don't know. I mean, 
Fleabag is good. So Fleabag's I'm inclined good. to think that uh, she knows what she's doing. But, uh, of course, also writers do, like, grow and mature over their careers. Right. So maybe she got better after this. I don't know. She's in a Star War. Is she? Yeah, she's in a Solo. She's the droid. Oh. I think she's in James Bond, too. She's a L3. Who is she in James Bond? She fucked Daniel Craig? No, she, I think she's the new Q or someone like that. I don't know. I think Q is still Q. I haven't seen the new Bond. I just know. Oh, I haven't either, yeah. I, <laughs> I just know that she's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's in it. I think she had some writing credit on it, too, to some degree. Um, oh, that's fun. She's just hot right now. She's a big deal. Yeah. Good for her. I'm glad that she made Fleabag because I don't know that this show would have catapulted her to uh, international success in the same way. I will say this show did not (laughs) catapult her to international success in the same way. So I don't even have to speculate. Um, Yeah, I I, I have to assume the director just sucked. Um, Yeah, I don't think the show was that good. No. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I uh I I was right when I said it wasn't working the very first Endipendi and you and Evan disagreed with me and I felt like an idiot. I shouldn't have felt bad. I was right. I should have hung on to that feeling. Nobody well, told you you're allowed to have opinions about No, things. but you two, I I love you two so much and then I go first and y'all y'all sway me and I it's, shouldn't let you. And this isn't I, I don't know this needs to be said. It's not a competition, Andy. The goal is not it to is. like know from episode one that the show doesn't work and be right the whole time. Uh, no, I was right the whole time. I never changed my opinion. Okay. <laughs> so this this thing that you are very subjectively right about, uh, you win. You win ending pending for this I, session. I will say this, aside from me like being silly and joking. Um, even though the show I don't think worked, I like I am happy I watched it. Like it was the the parts that I enjoyed, I think made it worth it to watch. Like I wouldn't recommend this to someone, but I did enjoy like Sam and Fred and I did enjoy Melody and Colin and like something doesn't need to work to still be like worth your time. You know, like something doesn't need to be the best or to be perfect to enjoy it. Uh, even something that like is potentially like problematic or like not great, you know, like can still have moments that are like worth enjoying and worth seeing. And if you do like Phoebe Walker bridge, whatever the fuck, you know, like if you like Fleabag, you might enjoy seeing this earlier thing of hers that isn't quite Fleabag, but has that energy. It's like this super series, not Fleabag. Like it is so It is not yeah. Fleabag. Fleabag is so much better. If you haven't seen Fleabag and you're like, should I watch Crashing? Like, no, just watch Fleabag. Fleabag is dope. But if you love Fleabag and you're like, hey, like this other thing like has the same DNA and like the same fingerprint and like that is intriguing. You might enjoy it. Uh, it's it's only like the length of a movie to watch the whole series, so you won't be wasting much time. Just put it on in the background. See how you feel about it. I do like I I want this show to be instead of sixty percent 
Lulu and Anthony and Kate, I really want this show to be like at at least 50% everyone else, like 25, 25, maybe 50, I guess, because that they had to be in it. I, I, I would much rather them be the background characters here. And maybe it's interesting then because it's like they're they're like so background, you don't know anything about them. Um, instead of where it is now, where we know nothing about them and we have to spend all of our time watching their complete lack of chemistry on screen together. I think that's all my feelings. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, there is a moment <laughs> where, where after um, they run outside, Melody and Sam run outside to see if Colin's okay. Melody says... He jumped. He jumped out the window and Sam goes, brave bastard. <laughs> As if like, that's all that Sam wants is to just be able to to do that. I guess that's not really funny, but the way that Sam has been such a garbage person and like, uh, you know, glorify bad, bad choices. It just was in keeping with his character and I appreciated it. Uh, also in that same scene, uh, uh, Melody tried to wake Colin up by spanking him and saying, naughty Colin. (laughs) Good. It's good. That show's good. I want to see that show. That show doesn't, that's not what we watch. I don't know what we're watching next. I'm pretty sure it's my pick. Um, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. maybe another one that like is almost assuredly a mini series, though. I think we should maybe. I don't know. There's no rules. Uh, we've done so many two episodes shows at this point. There's no rules, but I'll. Uh, I'll figure something out and get back to you all on the Twitters um, and you can follow us on those Twitters at pending pod. You can. Um, that's it. Don't do anything else. Uh, yeah. I guess actually uh, follow us on Patreon, by which I mean follow us throwing dollar bills at us as we walk by uh, like like uh, Chippendale dancers or something. Um, <laughs> that's at patreon.com slash WTM radio. And you can also check out where they to get links to all the good, good stuff. Maybe maybe you feel better now, Andy, that you can sing us some truth out of this episode. That would still feel like doing a bit, and this episode doesn't have a bit. We do a bit, Andy. Andy. No. That's an F chord, in case you're wondering. Sooner or later, everyone fucks everyone. Don't tell Punch Up Blue. (laughs) Where they may radio.